Welcome back to Monstrosity's Voice, Hearts and Touch Conversations. I'm your lovely host, Kaija Fields, back with another episode, episode four. And today, or should I say tonight, because it's definitely like a nine o'clock, <laughs> I'll be talking about Kuso, okay? Um, and the expressionistic, trippy black horror film. So before I even jump into the episode or give y'all a synopsis of the film or any of that, I want to... Um, talk to y'all a little bit about Queen of Horror Cosmetics. So my girl Terrain took her love for horror films and started her own black-owned, cruelty-free cosmetic line, okay? She's based out of Arlington, Texas. She has some awesome glitters and pigments named after some cool horror icons like Carrie and even a glitter called Crystal Lake, which, by the way, is my favorite. So check out her Instagram at underscore queen of horror and support, okay? <sighs> deep deep sigh guys so the film Kuso that I will be talking to y'all about tonight is not your typical or conventional horror film okay and I cannot stress that enough this is some trippy and I mean trippy shit okay so my disclaimer even though I feel like every episode I have a disclaimer at your own discretion head over to Shudder head over to the Shudder app to watch Kuso but don't come back and cuss me out when your jaw drops after watching the movie. This is not a raving critic film, okay? In fact, it was rated 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. But who gives a fuck about Rotten Tomatoes or conventional watered-down reviews? This film was innovative and taps into a sense of creativity, specifically black creativity and the spectrum of such. Films like Kuso break through every stereotype and ceiling of what you thought black people could create. Now, this film was more on the extreme side of that, but... We have to give credit to where credit is due. So what is this movie about? Pretty much there's a zombie. There are zombie-like survivors of this deadly Los Angeles earthquake that tell their story in like this post-apocalyptic new new setting anthology. So each of the survivors have like some form of like, I I don't want to call it leprosy, but it's like a skin plague that causes boils and scabs to form all over their face, neck, and hands. Now, I did not know a film like this could be created. Like, literally, even within the first 15 minutes, I would have never expected the film to play out, like, just by staring at the poster and reading, like, the description of the film. This movie is nasty and is even dubbed one of the grossest horror films ever. You got roaches coming out of buttholes, and y'all know I have a huge phobia of roaches, so that shit, like, took me out. You have guys getting off 
um, being choked by rope. Another dude is like getting off by watching a naked beheaded like chicken hybrid give birth to another beheaded chicken hybrid underwater. I can't even begin to put in words what the fuck is going on in this movie. So Kuso was written by mega hip hop producer Flying Lotus, David Firth, who was a cool guy who created Salad Fingers. And if you were on YouTube between the years of 2010 and 2013, then you know exactly what Salad Fingers is. Rusty Spoon. I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> so both... um are affiliated with the record company Brain Feeder and both have worked with Adult Swim in creating the channels kind of like interludes and buffers in between shows or commercial breaks. So like it'll be those moments in Adult Swim where it'll be like some wild trippy shit going on. Um, and I feel like I'm gonna use trippy a lot in this episode. But yeah, like wild trippy shit will flash across the screen while like some soft ass melodic ass lo-fi hip-hop music will be playing in the background you have david wills who was like one of the creators of aqua teen hunger force affiliated with this movie zach fox is in it and he's also a screenwriter you have v george clinton in it tim heidecker hannibal Buress, like so many people so like keep in mind all of those actors and like creative elements and you'll understand why the movie is the way that it is but most importantly kind of going on a tangent here who else is signed to brain feeder drum roll thunder motherfucking cat the most amazing bass guitarist in the world and i'm a complete stan um so before i go too far into why i love thundercat and braid feeder let me get into the backstory of the film and how i found out about it which actually was super recent i only found out about it probably like a week or so ago so like if you took like super jail and a dash of like the eric andre show and pour like a pound of vomit on it then you wouldn't even begin to scratch the surface of this movie. So I was scrolling through the Shutter app, as all new age tech savvy horror fans do, and I scrolled through the horror noir collection on the app. Again, this is a podcast for black horror by black horror. So it's a little like muscle memory to search through that. And I saw this cool, like trippy looking poster, clicked on it, and I saw Flying Lotus, and I didn't care if the movie was hot garbage, I was gonna try to watch it. <laughs> um, but it is a black horror film and it is imperative that I, being a black creator, um, support black horror. So not only am I a huge fan of Flying Lotus, but anything affiliated with Brain Feeder can literally take all my money. Um, so I did a little digging once I found the film and I found out that Kuso is kind of like a Japanese internet slang word for like bullshit or like a lot of shit. And it's literally a ton of that in this movie, literally and figuratively. Flying Lotus mentions that David Firth, the Salad Fingers creator, was one of his main inspirations for creating Kuso. Um, and once he taught him how to work, I believe it's called Animation FX or something along the lines of that. Old dude didn't leave his house for like two months because he was playing around with it. Um, he wanted the audience to see um, their real asses. And he literally meant that by having all the characters have some of the most disgust disgusting features um, like that could be on someone's body on their faces and on their necks and stuff like that so the initial reaction to this film was one of that of utter disgust and also that this is like a super midnight horror film and it's super body horror as well like everything regarding the body like physical anatomy um and fun fact I hate body horror like I can barely watch the fly but I know that like extremist horror fans are gonna like take my street cred for that but I don't care um the only body horror film I tend to watch is like hostile but that's because Eli Roth is a fucking genius but anywho um 
there were like a ton of walkouts when this film um, premiered at the Sundance Music, uh, not music festival, excuse me, film festival. Um, I can only fucking imagine. And it's even noted that one of the Sundance Film Festival representatives warned the audience that this movie will melt your fucking brains, but rightfully so. Um, The film is also super self-aware, okay? So again, if you have like a late night adult swim type of sense of humor, like I said, such as the obscenity, it's like Super Jail, the Eric Andre show, which I love. Um, then you might, and I mean, might strongly like this movie. Um, so yeah, again, this film is not for the faint of heart. It is nothing but bodily fluids. And I mean, semen, poop, fecal matter, blood, vomit, you name it, it's in this movie. It is like the film was in competition with itself. How can we make, you know, how can we make this present scene more gross than the previous scene? Um, you have scenes regarding abortions, um, every form of ejaculating and shitting that you didn't even think was imaginable. Um, it's like this film is obsessed with how the body excretes fluids. Um, and the movie is only like a 90 to 100 minutes long, but you have um, a boil infested child eating moldy maggot infested soup. And he finds this like vaginal like creature in the woods and has to like poop on his hands and like smear it on the goddamn vaginal creature in order for it to evolve. Um you know, there's a guy who figures out he has like this phobia and he's like fucking afraid of boobs and breasts and he's treated um, with this giant cockroach in his ass. And that's the scene where George Kling is really in it, which was kind of cool to see him act in this movie. A woman literally is like eating concrete because she wants to like eat her fucking child and so she fucks up her mouth. Um, and then she ends up getting kidnapped by this giant fucking worm. It's, it sounds like a bad acid trip, honestly. Um, people are having sex with boils. It's a ton of crazy shit. Um, but you know what? It is also socially inclined. It has a lot of undertones. Um, resorting back to my earlier statements on the spectrum and freedom of black creativity. This film is the perfect extreme example of why I love the horror genre so much. It holds a mirror up to society in the most vile and disgusting way and forces the audience to see the true inhumanity of you know collective society this film touches on family dynamic which you kind of forget is going on because there's so many disgusting things going on but there's a a deep sense of grief and loss within this film because you know there was a earthquake in los angeles and a lot of these people um that are surviving their family members did not survive you have um, ideas of sexual identity, abortion, personal identity, so many different things. And I cannot get into a movie by Flying Lotus without talking about the music in this film. So you have music, obviously, from Flying Lotus, who like subconsciously put half of his album in the movie without even knowing it. You have... Sounds from Thundercat, the Apex Twins, Kamasi Washington, need I fucking say more. So yeah, man, overall, the movie's fucking gross. Like, that's the only word I can put to describe it. Um, But again, at your own risk, head over to Shudder and check it out. Don't call me throwing up when I told you um, to watch it at your own discretion. Thanks again for spending time with me tonight. I'm Kai, and this is Monstrosity's Voice, Horrors Untouched Conversations, a podcast for Black Horror, by Black Horror. Have a great night, and don't forget to support Black Horror Films, because Black kids love horror, too. Love y'all. Peace.
Thank you.